All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Man, all that talk about downtown. Let's talk about something good about downtown. How about Martin's downtown? You're home for the best blue plate in Jackson. Get over there today. I believe it is fried chicken uh, is the blue plate special on Fridays. Mm. And let's see here. Also, the tonight. ribeye tonight, right? Huh? Ribeye bites tonight. Is that what it is? Bike night? The ribeye, whatever. It's ribeye. Yeah, ribeye. Ribeye steak, ribeye steak night tonight. Ribeye steak night, yeah. Yeah, ribeye steak night tonight. Get out, check out the patio. There'll be football games on. The football game's like seven days a week now, so... <laughs> Pretty much anytime you want to go by Martin's, there, there'll be a football game on, I'm sure. Tonight's the World Series, too. Starts tonight. That'll put butts in seats. I've been, I know. Nobody's about, I love baseball. It's, you're right. Baseball just doesn't do it to people. No. It's just, no. You know, ba- it, baseball ain't doing it. I'm calling it the Border Crisis Series because it's Texas versus Arizona. So that's what, that's yeah. what, that's what I've been calling it. It's the Border I mean, Crisis. I, I guess go Texas. Yeah. I'm, they've never won one. So yeah. I'm kind of, I'm rooting for them. You remember Arizona won. The one in 2001 when the yep. Yankees were playing them right after 9-11. Everybody in the country was rooting for the Yankees. And so they've won one, but uh, Texas has not won one yet. Yeah. And, and Diamondbacks got to be one of the worst names and logos and yeah, all yeah. yards. It's just so ugly. It reminds me of a Pontiac Aztec. In Phoenix, you know, I've been out there. I've been to a few Diamondback games. And Phoenix is one of those towns where nobody's from Phoenix. When you go around Phoenix, cause I got a job there once, and I thought about moving out there. And, LA's like that. Yeah, LA's like that. Nobody's like from – so every time there's an out-of-town team – that's where all the people go. Like if it's like if the Chicago Bears show up and play the Cardinals, yeah. it's all Chicago fans because nobody's like really from there. Yeah. Uh, all right, so look, get out there, check out the World Series starting tonight at Martin's, and of course, live entertainment tonight. They got Josh Taylor and John McNaughton. That starts at six p.m. and that's free. So get over there, check out Ribeye Steak Night. Get by Martin's seven days a week, open eleven a.m. to two a.m. and uh, enjoy. It's one of the best plate lunches and best dinner menus in town i'll tell you also try that try that ribeye steak gyro yeah that's good that's really good really good so that's martin's downtown get out there tonight tons of great entertainment check out martin's downtown jxn.com and you can always get your food delivered again start at martin's downtown jxn.com and before we get into the james williams stuff i think we got jerry on the line hey Mm -hmm. jerry hey man uh, real quick, this has nothing to do with what I was called about, but another reason to pull for a Texas Rangers is uh, Nolan Ryan pulls the first effort up, up, up and find out with Robin Ventura. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, of course. Have you seen that Nolan Ryan series uh, documentary recently, Jerry, that just came out? No, of the- I haven't. I it, love that guy. It's though. really it's good. So it, it's yeah. really good. It just, was, I have to watch that. He, yeah. was the last, he was the last true badass in baseball yeah <laughs> and he played till, i think he was in his late 40s i believe that's right he, he played a long time i remember he and a guy named uh jr richards and uh they pitched for the houston astros at one time and jr wound up having a stroke big six foot six guy through like 100 miles an hour too they were almost unstoppable together well look i appreciate you having those guys on running for uh uh, county supervisor, but you guys, it goes back a long way. There's so much money. I think I text you, Clay, that there, there's shenanigans going on. That's why they fight so hard for a $50,000 a year, quote, part-time job. And uh, it, it's amazing. And hopefully they can win. It goes all the way back. Last, I remember D.I. Smith being on the board and Steen upset him. And, you know, Gerald Steen is Basically sides with those guys. That's pretty much whatever y'all want, and he does it. Now, he has no opposition running against him in Ridgeland, which is amazing, but um, it's, it's funny. I hope they can get a look. Thanks for having him on. 
and you're right, we got to get people out to vote, but there's a reason that you need to be, um, you know, for one of the supervisors. And, um, and that, and it's not just them. There's a lot of people's last names that you probably know and, you know, think you respect that are in that county, county offices that, that do the same thing. So it's, 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 it's amazing. But anyway, thanks for having them on. Yeah, Jerry, appreciate you, brother. All right, thanks, man. Uh-huh. See you. Bye-bye. Yep. Good call from Jerry. And, you know, that, look, the, the super local political stuff, like the board of supervisors, I mean, admittingly, guys, I don't live in Madison County, so I don't want to say it doesn't interest me. I'm just not as engaged in what's going on in Madison County because I don't. there's name familiarity issues, location familiarity issues, what districts are what. So if, if, I, if, I, if I don't have all the right answers or, or ask the right questions on, in interviews like that, it's just because at the end of the day, I'm not a part, I'm not a Madison County citizen, but I will tell you, uh, Jameson Haygood interviewed those guys the other day, and I put it up on my podcast for him because Jameson doesn't podcast all, all of his stuff. I put it up on my podcast. I highly recommend if you want to know the nuts and bolts of how everything is, is uh, of how the sauce is being made, how the sausage is being made over there in Madison County, go back to my podcast from a couple days ago and just the, the one that's titled Jameson Haygood and Chip Matthews and Timothy Jenkins. It, it tells you how the sausage is made with what's going on in Rankin County. I mean, uh, Madison County. So, well, I accidentally said Rankin County, so let's go to Rankin County. Yeah. Sean, um, I woke up Saturday morning, last Saturday, and I've gotten tagged in some posts from a family I've, I've become close with, the, uh, the Williams family, Zeno Williams, Zeno Mangum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeno Mangum, I'm sorry, the Mangum family, not Williams. Um, and the... The fella, James Williams III, that had killed Zeno's mom and stepfather, which would have been James' father. Right. He uh, he tried to kill these people. I want to paint this picture because I had a I had somebody reach out to me and suggest that I needed to meet this guy. And if I would just meet him, I would, I would change my opinion of him. And I will not. I will not be meeting him. But the, I just want to paint the picture real, real quick again for people why I'm so adamant about this. This guy tried to kill these people for a week with rat poison. Bless. He wanted he wanted his dad's insurance money eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm reading. I've got an article about it. Yeah. Then he then that wasn't working fast enough, so he shot him and killed him. Then he chopped their bodies up. This I'm sorry, this is brutal. It is Halloween weekend. Mm-hmm. Chopped their bodies up, put them in bags or garbage cans or something or another. Drove them from South Jackson to Rankin County, right over there by Shallow Park. Yeah, a block from my house. Dumped them there. I forget how long they were there before people started. Before people found them, it wasn't but a couple of days, a week, something like that. Maybe the next day. I I I'd had to freshen up my the story. But he came up for parole. He was under eighteen when he committed those crimes. Was charged as an adult. I think he was eighteen when he finally went to jail. But he was under eighteen when he committed the crimes. Mm-hmm. A law changed in, in maybe federally. The U.S. Supreme Court. Supreme Court. Yeah, ruled that. Um People under eighteen cannot get be sentenced to life without parole. That was a violation of the Eighth Amendment, without the possibility of parole. Without the possibility, of parole. yeah. So, that, so that means he could have still spent life in prison, but he still had to be put up for parole board hearings. Well, as good of a job as I think our new MDOC commissioner has done, Burl Kane, I think he's doing a really good job. This is one of the this is one of his pet projects that I think has been a complete failure, and that was saying that this guy was a. Uh, a model citizen. I mean, a model prisoner. He's a prison preacher, converting people, all that stuff, and that's great. God bless him. I will never, I'll never, uh, I'll never knock that. Even though I think some of this prison preacher stuff is a bit cultish, but I get it. I get it. 
You know, you always there, thought I, the same I, thing. I'd rather, I'd rather you be in jail reading the Bible. Yeah, than be in jail uh, figuring out how to how to make hooch and or start drugs a, and starting a gang or start your cocaine empire after you get out, like that movie Blow. Like yeah. you're, not, you're not worried about yeah. that. And not learning how to become a better a better criminal. Yeah. So I, I, I get it. So, but that's still no reason to be paroled out. Well, the parole board decided. I, I guess in some local church sponsored this. Decided that. That, that this guy deserved a second chance amongst everybody else. And we fought and we fought and we fought about it on this show. The family fought and fought and fought to no avail. And there's a lot of shenanigans that took place with them not being notified about his parole and all kind of stuff that should have null and voided it anyway. Mm-hmm. But neither here nor there. It happened. He got out. Here we are less than six months later. He gets arrested Friday for a DUI over in Pearl. And I, I do want to make a correction. I said I thought Rankin County had arrested him. Pearl arrested him. I'm going to read the story real quick. This is on WAPT, I mean WLBT, uh, posted last night it's, uh, in a short. It says a man who, contra- who was controversially paroled after spending more than 20 years behind bars in brutal killings of his father and stepmother has been arrested months after his release. James William III, I may have said James White earlier. I think somebody... Uh, Said I did, but if I did, I apologize. It's James Williams III was released from prison in May despite a petition and repeated protests from his victims' family members and dozens of Mississippi lawmakers. And I mean dozens. I I personally talked to a lot of these people. According to Pearl Police, Friday, October 20th, a car was discovered in a ditch in front of the Valvoline on Highway 80. However, there was no one in the car. So this wasn't just a DUI. This wasn't just a swerved and, you know, came over the white line, he wrecked his car into a ditch drunk. Police say they walked up to the Valvoline and asked them if they knew where the driver of the vehicle was. And uh, their reply, yeah, he's in his office. I guess that means to insinuate that he works there. And they said his office. Uh, James William III admitted to being drunk and wrecking his car. He was arrested for DUI first offense, which is a misdemeanor. He was booked into Rankin County Jail and bonded out. Now, my understanding is uh, I spoke with Zeno Mangum, the mother, the son of the, the mother that was killed, of his stepmother. Mm-hmm. And I believe that MDOC did go pick him back up and put him back in there until a parole hearing right. can be had. And I haven't had a chance. I'm doing this in live time here. I tell you what, it's only another paragraph. It says, uh, at age 17, Williams killed both. James Williams Jr. and his wife, Cynthia Williams, by shooting them with a twenty two rifle in December of 02. Williams then attempted to dismember the couple in order to fit them inside two Rubbermaid totes. In 05, Williams was found guilty of murdering his father and stepmother and was sentenced to more than 60 years without the possibility of parole. However, due to the Supreme Court case, uh, the possibility of parole was found unconstitutional. Uh, A total of 27 Mississippi House members asked the parole board to reverse their decision to grant James William III parole, calling it a public safety issue. In light of his arrest, the family of Cynthia Williams sent WLBT this statement. Uh, in short, real quick here, the William, the Cynthia Williams family wants to know if the Mississippi State Parole Board still feels that the community is better served to have James Williams in the community. Drinking and driving, that can be, in, still, still wants to have James Williams in the community, drinking and driving, be incarcerated for the double murders that he is guilty of committing. You know, the first thing I want to say about this, too, is um, if you, if I let's say I'd kill two people and then I got parole when I was 17 and got parole. The last thing I would do would 
be to stay in the community where that happened, I think I'd move, right? It just seems like that would be, I, mean, I don't know what the parole rule is in terms of leaving the state, but I'd maybe move to another city in the state. Well, he, he had to go live with his He went to go live with his mom. Was that part of the deal? Okay. Like, well, I don't know if it was part of the deal, but he, he went to go live with his mom, who happens to still live in Rankin County. Okay. Okay. But she, I guess they, he went to live with his mom, but he was, he killed his stepfather, right? Stepfather and stepmother. No, he killed his father and stepmother. Father and stepmother. Okay. Yeah, his blood father and stepmother. Who is my? Who is Zeno's Mangum's mother? You know, and I know. Um, obviously, I've dealt with tons of probation revocation, which is different than this. This is parole. Right? He wasn't, you know, he wasn't sentenced to any probation. He was sentenced to life without parole, then reduced to you know possibility of parole. Um, so it's different standards. But if it's anything like uh, probation revocation, you know, you have certain things that you can't do. Obviously, like test hot for drugs, and that's a violation. Mm-hmm. And then they call what they call a technical violation. Now, if you do something like you uh, commit another crime while you're out on probation then they can revoke you know all that time that you had what, what's called suspended time yeah and uh so um here i don't know exactly what the standard is in terms of a parole where there's not suspended time hanging over his head or they can just send him back for a specified period of time and then he has to be reviewed again i'd, I'd have to look at what that is but i assume it's something similar to a probation revocation hearing yeah and i guess that's probably what they're going to look at now I, I i would think so and, and here's something i brought up the other day when i talked about this maybe it was monday Friday night, I believe this happened Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so f- Friday didn't have a time on here, but let's just say Friday night, Friday afternoon. Well, it would have been the Valvoline store would have still been open, so it happened. Let's just say before five o'clock Friday. Friday was a huge day in Pearl. Was it? First off, it's just ton of traffic. Period. You know, in Pearl on Friday, okay. shopping centers, all that stuff. Yeah. It was also Pearl was hosting the Pearl Brandon. Football game. Oh, okay. So you have the Rankin County Super Bowl going on. You have all these high school kids driving around in vehicles. Mm. This guy's out playing bumper cars in in Pearl. I mean, did he hit another car? No, but I'm just saying. He's out just recklessly driving. Runs into a – bro, you got to be drunk to just run into a ditch all by yourself. Ugh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that is – I mean, blackout drunk. That's pretty drunk. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let's take a break real quick, come back, continue to unpack this. We'll hit some more topics. If you guys want to call in, 601-879-0002, Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys, if you need any rental equipment this weekend, you got a project uh, you're working on around the house or on the job site, hit up rental, reliable rental equipment right there. On Meadowbrook Drive, Meadowbrook Road there in Fondren, right out there in North Jackson. Right across the street from the old Meadowbrook Movie Theater. Reliable rental equipment, everything from zero-term mowers, golf carts, side-by-sides, backhoes, trackhoes. You can rent it all. Uh, Trailers, the whole nine yards. Dumpsters. That's a big one on the weekend, doing a job, doing a cleanup around the property. Rollback dumpsters. They got it all. They even got people who can do the work for you. I don't know how quick they can be summons. It's a, today's Friday. I don't. I don't know if they got a crew that can come together that quick, but they'll let you know. Uh, check them out online. Reliable Rental Equipment MS dot com. Reliable Rental Equipment MS dot com. Also, you know, if you if you need a big piece of machinery, big piece of machinery, but you aren't one hundred percent confident in working it, they got. Uh, they have folks that can come do that for you too. They're available on day rates and uh, save yourself some save yourself some time, some heartache. And eventually save yourself some money by letting somebody else do it for you if you're not 100% confident in doing it yourself. Also, it's getting dark earlier outside. Don't forget, 
They have Taylor, Taylor Lighting, outdoor lighting solutions available. They have some lighting that can run for up to 28 days on one tank of diesel to cover all of your lighting needs、uh, for outdoor construction projects, events, and more. That's reliable rental equipment right there in Jackson.、Uh, great to see a family, a local family, reinvest back into Jackson. I love seeing that. All right. I wish I could afford to invest back into Jackson. <laughs> Sean. You know, I was thinking something about this parole board stuff.、Um, and we're. We're bringing up Pearl. This is where the arrest happened in Pearl. Correct. We, we both know about another event that happened in Pearl over 20 years ago with another guy that was under 18 years old, which was Luke Woodham. Yeah. And I mean, I know that in years past, I've read articles about you know, his possibility of his parole. And I would, what do you think? I don't think that's something that even the parole board would even, I think that crime was so horrible. That that's something. And now, this crime, though, when you, when you read this, this is terrible. I mean, this thing James William did is horrible. I mean, I mean, it's, you know, and I'm, and I'm a guy that's probably seen almost every kind of murder you can see. And I'm reading it like putting in the bodies in Rubbermaid containers and trash bags. I mean, that's, that's some rough stuff. And, I, but, I'd never, I never thought of the parallel, but they, I mean, other than the amount of victims, you know,、mm-hmm. the very, very parallel. And I think the, the, the premeditated、uh, side of James Williams. Mm hmm. It's possibly even worse than what Luke Woodham went and did. Right. How many, how many people did?、Uh, it was two students that would have killed, and like, just, I think seven. I'm just pulling up here.、Yeah. Seven others were shot, and two were actually killed. And he killed his mother, too. Killed, yeah, by bludgeoning her to death.、Yeah. Okay. I mean, but I think that, you know, that crime obviously shocked not only the local conscience, but the national conscience. Because、yeah. everybody, that was kind of the first one that we all remember happening. I think Columbine was first. I no, that was two years after, actually. Was it after? It was, yeah, 99. Yeah. Columbine happened in 1999. Okay. okay. I was thinking Columbine was first. Okay, yeah. So, this is the one. It was kind of the first one. That's right. Yeah. And,、um, and I had saw an article in the Clarion Ledger a couple years ago talking about Luke and they were, you know, he was up for parole or something like that. I believe that's correct. And do you remember reading that? I think so. And I also know that a local church,、uh, I, this is what I saw online. If I'm wrong on this, I do apologize. I won't say the church's name. A local church made him their, their, their point man for their prison ministries. And I know there was a big uproar about that. Yeah, about Luke Woodham being the. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like we were talking about, like, look, I, you know, I hope he's, you know, the, the point of prison is supposed to be rehabilitated. I don't think that's actually what happens, but、no. I think that's supposed to be the stated point or goal of it. it、sure. Of course, it's different. So, you know, hopefully he's, he's, you know, changed over those years. But that crime was, again, so horrific, you know. But this one is pretty bad, too. And I was telling you at the break. A friend of mine, I'm not going to name who it was, was one of the prosecutors that worked on the James Williams case back in 2005. And, you know, he was kind of telling me that it was, it was just sickening to them. And these are guys, you know, people that this is what we do, is what we deal with. And、yeah. when, you know, when I feel like when one of us says, man, that's hard, that, it, it, that tells you something, you know, because it's like, you know, you see every kind of murder you, that, that there is, and then something like this is so bad. So, Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I just wonder if like, maybe the, the publicity of Woodham would not allow that, and, or this one didn't have that kind of publicity, even though it was so horrific, and allowed that to happen, even though they're relatively the same age at the time, too. Yeah, you, know, you can go back and pull up some of the media stuff, and it, it was covered here locally,、mm. but I don't know if maybe it was because of the, the, the time in between when it happened and when the trial happened. Seems to have been several years. Yeah, it said 01, and the trial was actually in 2005. Yeah. So,、um, so yeah, maybe it's just the. The shock of it had, had gone away. And I'm curious too, what maybe had been going on in the world. Did it say when in 01?、Um, I think, yeah, I just saw it. It was,、um, 
Um, it was no, it just says t- in two thousand one. I, I, I because I wonder if a national event like nine eleven happened. Could have been. It took our I mean, attention away from it and just from everything. Yeah, and and possibly is the reason why we don't we don't remember it as much. And then of course the trial not happening for four years later. Right. Uh, it kind of kills the. It is Hines County, right? Yeah. Four, you know that. I mean, yeah, it took enough. four years to get to trial, especially back in those days when uh, there was a Clarence Ledger series back then called uh, "Broken Justice" around the mid two thousands, and it was the 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 situation then. I mean, even though there's more cases on the docket now, but the time of trial then was pretty bad. Where you know the Clarence Ledger had actually run a series investigating that, so that that does make sense to me at that time period that it would have probably taken um that long to get to trial so. interesting so that, that is an interesting parallel would would we not we i guess when i say we i mean the state would the state consider paroling luke woodham if they did this guy yeah i mean all things being equal if luke woodham is as equally of a model of a prisoner given the same timeline he is available for he is up for, he can be paroled based on the supreme court thing of course yeah. i do not believe he should but they're setting a strange precedent a dangerous precedence here by allowing a guy out into the community. Well, I mean, and man, I just I said this the other day on the show, Sean. If this guy had killed somebody or mm-hmm. hurt somebody while oh. drinking and driving, the the blood would have been on the hands of that parole board. And I'm gonna tell you this: if it had been my family member, their blood would be on my hands. Yeah, I mean, I could, you know, that would have been bad if somebody had got killed uh, in that, you know. And I, I think though, with as regards to Luke Woodham. You know, I know that crime now happened 26 years ago, if you can imagine that. I remember exactly where I was. Oh, me too. I mean, I was in my freshman dorm. I I was was in Pearl. I was working for Capital City Beverage riding on a beer truck. It was one of my first, like, quote unquote, real jobs out of school. And we had been, I was on a package truck that day, which goes to convenience stores, grocery stores, et cetera. And we had passed by as chaos was unfolding. Because I saw Mm -hmm. the, I remember seeing all the blue lights and stuff on Highway 80. Uh, We were going out towards Brandon, maybe. Mm hmm. Man, did they sell? Am I misremembering? Did they sell? Did they sell beer in Pearl in ninety in ninety nine? I don't think was so. Was it still dry? I don't know. I don't know that off the top of my head. I now. was working on the beer truck. Okay, let me let me. Let me you were with the beer. I was with the beer. <laughs> yeah, we got that. I was okay. with the beer when it happened, and I remember the breaking news thing on the radio. Yeah, so I may mis- be misremembering a little bit here, but I do remember being on the beer truck and hearing the breaking news on the radio because they broke into whatever we were listening to and said there's been a. Uh, yeah, they didn't. They didn't even call them mass shootings. And there's been a incident. At, at Pearl High School. Oh, I was at Ohio State actually at that time. My first year as a freshman, and it broke on the TV. Yeah. You know, it was national immediately. That was a huge. Like yeah. I said, it was one of the first times that had happened, and you know that scale. So I mean, the, that was my question though. So, how do you think the community would feel about that that crime being twenty? You think it's still enough in the public psyche? I guess, bro. Even though it's so long ago, bro. If they let Luke Woodham out, and he had to go back to Rankin County. I mean, it, it, it would turn into a nineteen sixties mob scene. Well, I'm just saying, like, we're in our 40s, right? And we were young teenagers at that point, in time when that happened, or whatever, just about 20. And uh, so the people that were in their Teaching. 40s then are all much older. It's a much older, you know, group. So, like, I don't wonder, like, how – I'm sure tons of people remember it, of course. I have friend, it, I have so many friends that were at school that day. Yeah. You know, that tell me about it. It traumatized them for years and years and years. we got to take a break. We'll sure. be right back. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards show, guys. We got about 40 seconds left. Sean, great show today, man. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think that's a very interesting parallel between James Williams third crime and what Luke Woodham did. And I know for people who aren't familiar with the James Williams case, that may just be absolutely mind-boggling to you that we would draw that comparison. But uh, I, I think if you're at the parole board and you sit there and say that 
one can be paroled, but the other can't. And granted, we both don't think either should be. They should spend the rest of their lives in jail. I think they're both lucky they didn't have their lives ended on death row. But neither here nor there. Shame on the Mississippi Parole Board, and we're going to be here to shame them every day until a decision is made on James William III going back to prison to finish out his 60-year sentence. Sean, I will see you next week. Have a great weekend. Y'all stay safe. Peace.